Welcome to our show. The expansion packed, here we go. It's really fun and it's only begun. It's the expansion packed. What's up, folks? Welcome back to the expansion packed. My name's Heidi. And oh no, I didn't make an improv predestined choice of what i was gonna say i'm well, bridget that wouldn't, that wouldn't be improv then would it that's the joke got it uh you know me and jokes um but this is the expansion <laughs> fact <laughs> we are two long distance buddies attempting to stay connected through watching different ttrpgs and actual plays and right now we're watching dimension 20 fantasy high and we are on episode 11 cool kids cold case i <laughs> i enjoyed the alliteration but i want to rename it and I don't know what I would rename it because I just finished watching it. So my notes are fresh, hot off the presses, guys. It's hot fresh, and ready fresh. like a Little, little Caesars pizza, not sponsored, my dudes. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's been a while since I've had a Little Caesars pizza. But they do they do scratch a certain itch, so, so one would say. They got, they got very, they're very high in, they're very high in sodium. Okay. That's what it is. Is it's it's scratching a salt itch. Mm. Mm. Well, you know, anyway, I do. Welcome to the expansion. I package. do have that salt itch. <laughs> anyway, guys, welcome. We're starting off uh, with uh, probably one of the longest episodes we've had, which I feel like I've said multiple times on this. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> they just keep getting longer, was... guys. Oh, you just wait for like oh, I saw... other shows and for other seasons of this show and uh -huh. you just wait and wait till the finale because it's technically two parts but we're gonna do it all to all at once and it's gonna be chaos um it's gonna be I great um, but i think more than anything this episode is like it's thick it's thick with plots we got a lot it's a role-playing episode this is what happens uh with role-playing that's episodes. the new title yeah it's thick with plot it's no just it's thick <laughs> It's thick. Episode it's thick. eleven. It's thick. it's thick with two C's. So there's still a lot of C's and uh, in the you know in the title like the original. Um, but yeah, that's how role playing episodes go, man. We're gonna do our best to be uh, you know as succinct and um, and thorough still as possible. But you know us, that won't happen. Uh, but anyway, let's <laughs> let's start with the uh, the recap, Bridget. We get a little recap from from our b money um uh i just want you guys to know heidi uh right before this started recording uh <laughs> sat me down in a little chair and was like hey listen we gotta keep on track <laughs> this one's long dude <laughs> i had to write out again the uh i had to write out the recap because there's so much that goes on um so i summed up yeah. a lot of things yeah, good. And I mean, you say that I like you the way that you said that I did that. We're also not in the same place. So she's already sitting in a chair um, on her own. I did not really sit her down. She is was already seated. Um, and I said that more of a thing for both of us, because this is this is a whopper of an episode. I, I took so many notes. It's just going to be a big in. Um, and that's just going to be what it is. Uh, but let's 
hit us with that sweet, sweet recap. Okay, I just want you to know that the uh, the recap corner is sponsored by uh, narrative montages. Sometimes oh. you just need a narrative montage when your episode's too fucking long, my dude. <laughs> It's not too long. This is also coming from a person who has not watched other TTRPGs or D&D shows. So doesn't know the true, true pleasure of watching a four hour shopping episode of Critical Role. Um, So talk to me then. (laughs) Did you just say four hours? And like three to four hours, three to five hours. It can range from there. That's how long the weekly episodes of Critical Role are. Okay. There's listen, hundreds listen, of them. Listen. <laughs> I've I've watched they, them all. If they had to split up Harry Potter and the Cursed Child into two parts because it was too long, I think that should also go for some TTRPGs, my dude. Well, okay. So there's a big difference, though. I mean, we're not going to get into the big differences between Critical Role and Dimension 20 right now. To to succinctly put it up, Dimension 20 is an edited, not live show. So it's more like the regular, This, which is why I think it's a good stepping stone to getting into D&D and TTRPGs, because it's edited and because it has like this really planned out flow and, you know, succinct, really uh, consistent storyline and stuff like that. Where other D&D shows are just people playing D&D. And D&D sessions are four to six hours, eight hours long, depending on your table and your friends. Um, so, th- like, Critical Role is just them filming their actual show, like, their actual game. Uh, or that's the point of it. And there's no editing. It's live. Um, so keep that in mind. This is why we started with Fantasy High, because it is a better stepping stone than other D&D shows. Uh, in my opinion, if you're new to, to it, you okay? I don't, don't, what, how do you expect my ADHD ass? I don't. My unmedicated ADHD ass (laughs) to fully... This is okay. Another thing about uh, right before the episode, uh, Heidi was uh, uh, dragging me through the dirt, through the muck and the mud about how I'm destroying the audio. (laughs) I wasn't. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Let's jump into the recap. You're my friend. You're my friend. Good. Welcome to the recap corner. Let's hit that timer, my dude. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to the Recap Corner. So today, they interrogate Rog, and Rog is now a friend. He's a uh, ride or die, my dudes. Uh, they end up calling the police. Uh, by that, I mean Riz's mom. Case is open. The Harvest Men are no more in this town, baby. They actually get some shit done, and the kids get a little bit of a normal school year. They tie up loose ends with some old friends. A lot of people come back, and like there's fun little hijinks, and it's all like super chill until, whoa, it's not anymore. Riz has a 
dream that Penny fucking talks to him saying time's running out, that they're missing clues. Meanwhile, Adine finds out there might be a plot of like treason involving her sister. And her sister is like, went to a house party that everybody is like invited to. And then it ends up, we gear up for a battle between Hudal and Eggfort at a fucking house party, my dude. It's sister versus sister. Sister, sister. (laughs) That was a really... That was a really good recap for the content that you needed to cover in this episode because it was a lot. That was very you. good. Yeah, we start out the episode with Rog. They're interrogating Rog some more. We get some deep. <laughs> They're basic, like yeah. It's I just love him immediately. <laughs> I mean, can you bully a bully? I don't know. Yes, I guess. <laughs> has so like has some deep rooted insecurity, and it and I knew it, dude. Ra- I called it in the last episode. Rock is missing a father figure and sees the coach oh, yeah. as his dad, and oh, also yeah. has some uh very deep uh homoerotic tendencies that have been pushed down by toxic masculinity. Um, this poor I. I am in support of this boy getting help. I am not in support oh. of everyone bullying. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and yes, I agree. I mean, yes. I think that what they did, though, and I'm yes. not saying it's, like, something you should do. Like, but he, <laughs> the things that they did, did break him down to a point to open him up to be more vulnerable. Like, you shouldn't force someone to cry, but, like, it kind of helped like the situation like that's awful maybe to say but like it 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 did open him up to them which made them see that he you know is just a kid who's really similar to them and struggling with daddy issues and and all that other stuff um and just needs help and you know spoiler alert if you haven't seen the episode although i don't know why you're listening to this there's no spoilers whatever here I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, listen, the only (laughs) exception to somebody listening to this and um, not watching the episode beforehand are the people I told (laughs) to listen to this podcast. And when they asked, oh, do I need to watch Dimension 20? You said, no. Fine. Fine. I mean, but like. We do a recap. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Rock, they know. Yeah, I mean, Rog does end up starting to get the help that he needs by the end of this episode, which is great. It's very exciting. And Rog, yeah, Rog is one of our boys now. I love Rog. I, the boy is good. The boy is He's good. He's a good he boy. Needs he needs help. He needs better. Is one of those, it's that nature or nurture sort of thing. He... His nature is good. He's a good boy. But if he's nurtured by folks, you know, who aren't, it's gonna going to turn you a certain way but we also find out that he while being a part of it is not like he's not a any he's not a part of it he doesn't he is he was there for things but he he wasn't there he wasn't there for zane he had never been to zane's house and he doesn't know what's going on like he has no idea what's going on he's He's only there for coach because coach told him to go ham so he went ham because he loves his coach man okay he loves his coach rog love coach rog loves coach rog has daddy issues rog has Uh, a lot of daddy issues rog doesn't know what a church is 
Don't say no which, to churches. It, you had asked a, a long time ago about like if Rog was re- like was in the religion if he was helioic. Uh, answers that question. He's definitely not because he doesn't. Uh, definitely not. He doesn't He's know what a church is. Definitely um, <laughs> not. Um, I do. Oh, before we get into it, um, uh, I I was wrong. I swore it was Nightmare of Terrors. It was not oh, Nightmare yeah? of Terrors. It was Whisper of Terrors. Yes. Yep. Which, even better, because Sasha, Lord of Whispers of Terrors? Can he do Whisper of Terrors? That's my question. Does he come back? I want him to come back. Even though I don't, I don't want know. him to come back. He's gross. <laughs> but he I also gross. want him to come back. <laughs> you I know. Can you show me? I want to know about these strangers like me. Okay, that's enough of that. Um, <laughs> uh, I love the when he does start crying when they do make him cry. Uh, his eyes they are make coming. This poor boy, cry. Wait, I just want to say, poor Adine is actually trying to break through to Rog and like talk to him a little yes. bit, and everybody just straight up goes into bullying. <laughs> Yes, everyone else had like really well. I mean, I would say maybe the only other person is maybe like Gorgug because he's just holding him. No, like, he's just Gorgug is one hundred percent going cry into it. Yeah, dude, cry. <laughs> he's one of the first people to, to like join in. He's like, hey, That's why true. don't you cry? Let's well, cry yes. as he's got him in a chokehold. Hey, why don't you cry? You should. Yeah, cry, but man. I mean, but he's not like. I don't know. Oh yeah, uh, I do love is in this moment. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's just not, he's not one of the people who's, like, making thaumaturgy, you know, make sad noises and music crescendos and, and making, like, fucking sad animals bonding in front of him and, like, an illusion. So, I love Adine's uh, little whisper in his mind, uh, I think you're gay, dude. <laughs> Which, like, hell yeah, dude, if you can figure that out, oh, man. What a oh, good the time. awakening! The awakening to the surface. You, for, you become for comfortable here. in yourself. I hope he becomes comfortable in himself. Yay! I hope for That'd sophomore nice. year he becomes comfortable in himself. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Um, also, with with the Rog Gorgug moment of Rog turning like, when they bond over their daddy issues and not knowing and who their dads him. are. He gives him a little kiss. I wrote I wrote a note and Rog at plus Gorgug was born. Roggug? <laughs> Is that their ship name? I don't know. All around me are familiar. Why? <laughs> Do you hate that? Just ships. Just automatically it was like, oh no. <laughs> this brought me back oh. to 2010 Tumblr. <laughs> Oh, I mean, people ship a lot of different couples in uh, Fantasy High, so uh, welcome. Hey, uh, that's going to get into one of mine later. Oh, oh, later. Okay, okay. The oh, no, I know exactly adults. what Oh, 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 okay. I thought it was going to be something else, but Ooh. we're not there yet. What did you think uh, I was going to do? We'll talk about it. Okay. We'll get there. Um, we'll, get, I, we'll get to it. Um just one other line before we move on from uh, from Rog. Oh, yes. I have two, actually. Yes. Uh, one is, uh, <laughs> if Coach says fucking jump, I say please. 
<laughs> and just Allie's deadpan response of like, yep, that's the saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, sure. That's, yep, that, that's, that's not how that goes. That's not Ugh. how that goes at all. If coach yes. says fucking jump, I say please. I just think that's great. It's a good one. What was your other one, bud? My uh, my other one is a little bit further further down a little bit. Uh and and Fig says, uh, yeah, and I'm a powerful young lady. (laughs) I wrote that one too. (laughs) I wrote that one too. They're adults. Like we're just kids. Yeah, and I'm a powerful young lady. She is a powerful young lady. Absolutely. I also love that she uh tries to be a diplomat. Um, tries to say she also has diplomatic immunity. So, um, oh my God, that's that whole thing is so, so good. So first they go to as 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 they said, uh, we have some narrative montages. Uh, oh. We go to Coach Daybreak's apartment and we get the names of the Harvest Men. We get things about Hellmouths. It's um, Porter's not get involved, his, like, despite how much Fig wants him to be involved. Oh man, and she fucking wants him to be. Oh, we get man. his like financial, some of his financial stuff because he himself was quite poor, but he was making a lot of money that he shouldn't have been making. That isn't he like was. a coach's salary at high school, uh, at at a high school. So uh, Which- there's some weird. Like, where's that money going? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me because I oh. have a theory. Is Coach right. Daybreak Zane's dad? <laughs> I can't tell you anything. So here's what I'm thinking, dudes. Okay, uh, so way back when, we're going to do a little put that thing down, flip it, and reverse it. It's your win 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 yet. All the way back to, uh, thank you for letting me do my Missy Elliott lyric. Um, it was barely, it was like barely a song. So yes, uh, I'll let that one pass. Hey, copyright, uh, try and fight me. I dare you. Anyway, uh, so remember way back when, when we found out about Zane, um, Zane having the, uh, uh, he got a settlement from, uh, from, government <laughs> from yeah so he had emancipated himself not from parents but from the foster care system so he yes. had emancipated himself from that and he had gotten a settlement from from that i feel like uh coach daybreak's trust fund ties into zane in okay. that way of sure like maybe he's like Maybe he just wanted to make sure Zane was going to be okay. Or like, maybe you like thought he's... he gave a fuck about Zane. I don't know, man. I'm trying to hold <laughs> out for anybody. Anybody can be. It is. Anybody you are. can have some kindness, even though they're you are... shitbags. Yeah, you are a very kind person because for me, like, Johnny spells. We see who he is, and I'm like, R-I-P. okay, yeah, he sucks. Um, and then same with Daybreak. I'm like, oh, he's like a racist shithead. So like, uh, he sucks. And then you are so sweet and give the benefit of the doubt. It's very, very kind of you. I mean, like, nice. hey, man, I'm just trying. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, also, he could be, you know, just like getting some hush money, my dude. 
um, because later down the road, we're going to talk about this treason plot because maybe it's not apocalyptic. Maybe they just use that as a red herring, my dudes, as Clue, the hit movie from 1985, 1985 or 1987. I can't remember, but the hit movie Clue, um, as uh, Tim Curry says, as Wadsworth, the butler, uh, communism is just a red herring. Um, oh yeah, and in this one, uh, religious apocalypses are apoc apocalypse. <laughs> Wait, apocalypse. Sure. <laughs> What's it's, the plural? It's nineteen eighty five. Nineteen eighty five for Clue. I'm a writer. I Imagine. promise. Uh, apocalypses, apocalypse. I. Um, they're just a red herring potentially in this. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, so that's what I think is like, maybe there's something connected there. Who knows what's going on? But right now we're going to call Riz's mom. Sklanda? Sklanda. Thank you. Sklanda Gutgak. Yeah. Sklanda. So they call, so, yeah, they call Riz's mom uh, because she, you know, she's a, a captain she's a- in the police force. Um, and they know they can trust her. She's not been shady or shitty at all. She's a good mom. She's a great person. She's we love mom, Sklanda. She's the Shriz's balls mom. mom. She's the balls mom. And she's into it. She is like on the case immediately. Uh, they, you know, she gets, because uh, there are some folks in the police force who are in the Harvest Men. They suss all that shit out. And she has it handled. And then she makes she's a plan to go. She's got a handle. She makes a plan to go meet uh, um, Adine's parents. Because Adine's parents have connections. They're from Falinel, which is the elven uh, country. Uh, so they're kind of diplomats from there that live in Spire and in Solace. Uh, so she makes plans to go meet with them. Uh, before, Like right before that, though. Uh... Yeah. Adine, because of course uh, Riz's mom is like, you guys all got to come downtown with me. And Adine just immediately is like, I have diplomatic immunity, just so you are aware. Yeah. <laughs> and not she's like, like, okay, you're not getting arrested. And she's like, oh, I know. Yeah. I just, I just want to throw it out there. Yeah, just got to put it out there. And which leads to a great moment with Fig, where I love Sklanda so much. I fucking love her. And I love how she doesn't Hand, like she doesn't give a fuck about Fig's shit, and hey, I just Brennan? think that's so great. Hey Brennan, good acting, okay. my dude. Good acting. Just okay. The, the, the just fire, the fire responses. It's good <laughs> shit, dude. It is. It's a great scene because Fig's like after Adine has her little moment, she's like, "I have diplomatic immunity," which is true, because uh, she's you know from Fallonell and like her parents and like all that stuff. Um, and then Fig's like, I have diplomatic immunity too. And Sklanda's like, no, you don't. Like, she just blows it off. She's like, no, you don't. And Fig's all sassy. And she's like, actually, yes, I'm pretty sure I do. And Sklanda just (laughs) says, what country are you from? And Fig pauses and uh, (laughs) Emily's looking at her notes to like, try and like pick something else, but she's too slow. (laughs) So Sklanda's just like, see, no, you're not. Yeah, no. Like, it's so (laughs) good. That's what I thought. (laughs) 
that's what I thought. Yep. The no answer is a full answer in that moment. Absolutely, my dude. You got to have those answers going. If you're going to lie yeah. like that, you got to lie right, my dude. You got to have the whole bio already on the top of your, your head being like, this is my alias. This is the country I work for. Come on. And like in, D- in D&D, there's like certain moments where it's like, yeah, I talked to that person, look through my notes, like that that name that I don't remember off the top of my head, but my character would because like you're playing weekly or what, like there's moments like that, which a lot of the time DMs will like allow, like, yeah, I don't remember what every country's name is, but like Fig would probably know like a country's name or whatever. But like in this moment, that's, it's not necessary. Like, that's not a thing. Like, we're not doing that. We're The joke is funnier if you don't actually know. What is I do the, actually you, yeah. have a question. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Hell's not a country in this, is it? Hell? Would she be able to get away with an argument saying, I have diplomatic... Do they have diplomacy with hell? I would say no. Orthalax <laughs> is talking about like his like position in hell during this yeah. episode. Well, because he's, he's an archfiend, right? So he has like some leadership responsibilities in hell yeah, uh, as an arch fiend. But I don't think, um, I think the relationship between Solace and Balanel is different than like Solace and hell. It's also a a completely different plane. So I don't think it's definitely a plane, a different plane of existence. It's a different plane of existence. So I don't, I don't know. uh, I don't know. I don't think so, but just wanted to check. Just wanted to put some feelers. She also, she could have said that. Didn't come up with it quick enough. (laughs) She could be like, Hey man, I'm the new ambassador to hell. Uh, We're actually starting relations uh, with the underworld. Uh, Let's fucking go get off my dick. Yeah. But no, no, you're not gonna lie to Sklanda. She's not gonna take your get shit. Get off my dick, grown woman. <laughs> get off my dick, Riz's mom, who's only good-intentioned and a kind woman who's just tired of all the bullshit. She, she's just so tired. She, she deserves a vacation. She deserves a vacation. Quite honestly, she really uh, deserves one. Yes. Um, so during but, this, yeah, the Applebee's get raided. Yeah, so he, Brennan makes sure to say, like, I mean, we don't learn everyone who's, like, a Harvestman, because it also doesn't really, like, we don't know every single person who's a Harvestman, so it doesn't really matter. But um, we do find that Kristen's parents, while not having done anything criminal, like, they find that they haven't done anything that could cause them to be charged criminally, they were involved enough with the Harvestmen to be raided by the police so they weren't i wrote a note i was like they weren't cultists but they are bigots yes correct (laughs) absolutely so that's kristen's parents and with kristen's parents too there's a really too real moment of like you know confrontation with kristen and her parents where she just kind of it's pretty real it's i i think people you know one of my favorite things about D is that it is kind of like therapy uh there are moments where you get to be really vulnerable and work through things that you don't get to work through in your real life and although i think you know knowing 
Ali's background and, you know, like I've listened to their podcasts that they have uh, through College Humor and, you know, I've watched a lot of different shows. Total Forgiveness is a really good one uh, with Ali and Grant. So good. Um, And you learn a lot about them in that. But like, so it's not exactly true to life to what they experience with coming out, but there are a lot of similarities. And regardless of if it's fully like authentic or something like that, it's so relatable and so real. And that's one of my favorite things about D&D. You get to work through shit like this and it's awesome. D&D coming to a therapy office near you. Hey man, it... What if, what if you went to a therapist and you walked in and they like you walk in and there's a table in front of you and there's two sets of die and <laughs> and your new therapist is just like, hey, dude, what's up? Uh, sit down. We're playing we're gonna, D&D. We're going to play a little campaign here. We're playing one on one D&D, dude. <laughs> playing one on one. I am your dungeon master and I am also your nightmare. Um, I mean... I'd be I'm gonna into do it. That. I'm going to do that but, if I ever become a therapist. But I would want to bring my own dice. So that's the only thing. You said that there were dice out. and they, hey if, man, they if it was a surprise. I, I'm really attached to my dice. I'm a dice goblin. Uh, so Because that moves us perfectly into... Because Kristen has a little falling out with her parents. They're not like not talking to each other. But they're not on great terms. So when yes. Kristen's feeling a little uncomfortable... Uh, at home, she's she's living with Galir and Fig uh, at the apartments where also the Gutgaks live. So those three are hanging out, going to the uh, vending machines and making cheese and crackers out of string cheese and crackers <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's so sweet. And they end up having a little family dinner, all the kids, uh, although they don't all eat, but all the kids Clear and Sklanda at one little dinner together at the Gut Gacks. Yeah, uh, just so we all know, uh, as we could have assumed, uh, Fabian does not eat uh, any yes. form of takeout, any form of fast food. Uh, so just so we're aware, that's not and, happening. And neither did Adine. She ate elven whey bread that she had kept with her. She sure she, did. She sure she did. did. Yeah. Um, I, first off, um, Gil, Gorthalax is my boy. Yeah. Gorthy, my dude. Gorthy. He's, he's my boy. Yeah. Gil might be number two. <laughs> <laughs> Gil might be number two. Sorry, Bill. See? Hey, Bill, Mr. Captain Seacaster, not Mr. Seacaster, Captain, no, no, as no. we've very much stated in this episode. Um, he gets very upset um, and is like, I am called Captain. Um, Bill, listen, <laughs> it's Gil's my boy. <laughs> yeah, man. Gil's, ooh, ooh, when he got, so he's like, Fix like, I'm going to try to get them together. Let's do this shit. And Riz um, is into it. Riz is totally Riz is into, so it. into it. Which they should be like, hell yeah, dude. Um, so Gil has to roll on charisma and he rolls a nat 20. And it's just the saddest buildup of a nat 20 at first. It's just, yeah. just dunking on himself. Just being like, I should leave. <laughs> 
Um, but then he pulls out a bottle of wine and <laughs> let's get romantic, baby. Hey man, elven wine too, like the big Costco bottle of elven yeah. wine. And Spond is into it. And you know, even if it's you know, natural twenties are natural twenties, that's true. Um, but like natural 20s look different on different folks and that's what it looked like on Galir and you know what still worked and that's what matters it was sad there was some self-loathing in there that (sighs) yep (laughs) I mean it was there (laughs) relatable honestly relatable but like (laughs) I'm just saying um (laughs) just being honest hey we all got our shit dude your guns as we cry hey you know i actually haven't cried today which is saying something hey you know what i fucking did and we'll get into why later yeah we, we did uh, i love it so much but yeah that dinner goes as well as it really could have and that's but pretty well there's a Sonda, through yeah there. yeah 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 the palimpsest um they don't know like what's actually happened to it. So um, what Skalanda says is like, oh, it's been potentially sent to high court and is like going to be used in the case or whatever. Um, but we don't know. So it's like, and we don't know how far this whole conspiracy theory goes. We don't know how no. deep we, this goes. No, but we do know it goes pretty deep because Sklanda's she... She gets a little shwasty, just like a little bit though. Which so she, like, hey, who hasn't been wine drunk off of elven wine with uh your uh your with your kid and all their friends and your son's friend's illegitimate yeah. father? Yeah. Uh, uh, Instead of illegitimate daughter, it's illegitimate it's not, father. But he's not technically I would say stepdad. No. He's her stepdad. He's the illegitimate father. It's Gil. Okay. He's the lunch lad. I mean, yeah, with the lunch lad. I mean, that's all you got to say, really. Um, but <laughs> she's on the case, and she kind of divulges some some details to them about the case and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so I put, and it got, and it came true later in the episode. Hey, my note is. Please, Gil, for the love of God, be a diplomat. And then I put Jesus Christ, Gil and Adine's dad just interacting. I'm just imagining the horror. And it comes true later. We'll talk about it. Because she talks about how she's going to have a dinner with Adine's parents. And Adine immediately is like, so you should bring an elf. (laughs) Like, my dad sucks. Please, dad sucks. And Slana just is like, okay, totally get it. Because, you know, goblins aren't, you know, put in a great light in uh, D&D circles, in certain uh, fantasy circles. They're seen as, like orcs, evil races, which is stupid, but it's a big issue. In In Spider-Man, they got the Green Goblin. You know, so goblins don't get a good rap. They eat like little monsters, like, you know, Riz does every time, which is my favorite thing. One of my favorite things Murph does, I love it so much, is whenever Riz eats. <laughs> He's, He's just a like, growing boy. <laughs> He's a growing boy. He needs it's his so vitamin funny. D. He needs his, he needs his milk. 
Ugh, I hate that. Let's not talk about milk again. We did that another episode ago, a long time ago. Um, but yeah, so so it was kind of thrown out like maybe it'll be Galir, but she's definitely going to bring an elf with her when she goes to talk to Adine's parents. But yeah, they all have dinner. It's a it's a fun old time. Sklanda's still not here for fig shit, and it's great. Yeah, and now we go into like a little bit more of like the tie-ins of like a lot of things. The kids are kind of cool now. Yeah, the kids man. are kind of seen in school as like cool now. Like, yeah, not they're not cool, like, cool. But like in the for freshmen, cool amongst the freshmen, which they're is all you cool. got to be really as a freshman. Like the other freshman kids are like seeking them out. They're just not survive. getting. You just got to survive. The The older kids aren't shitting on them anymore because Rog, you know, did Rog what they the asked. shit out of them. Rog will fuck up anybody who fucks with the bad kids. So that's a cool thing. Another thing we learn is that all of the items that they uh, got are actually magic items and have like different attributes and skills to them. So each of like the fun little gifts they got which then Fabian opens up and admits that he was the one who gave them the gifts. Which, which oh, babe. When you rewatch, if you ever go back and rewatch that moment when they get those gifts and they're like, who gave us these? It's so obvious that it's Fabian in retrospect. Because like they, they say something about how, I can't remember what they say, but they make a suggestion of it being... Um, like maybe a trick or someone like trying to like hurt them or something like that. And Fabian is like, no, 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 that's not it. Like he's just super obvious about is it. Someone trying but, to curse us. Yeah. No, 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 no definitely I don't, not. I think it's fine. I don't think so. <laughs> like it's super obvious and it's great. Uh, but yeah, they're all magic and they're all from Fabian, which Except is Except for Adine's because hers is a gift card. That yeah, leads which is, to a magical thing. Um, yeah, because we get a makeover. We get a makeover. It's cute. It's like thirteen going on thirty slash. <laughs> um, I can't think of any other movies right now. Yeah, I mean, there's not really like a fashion Ella montage. <laughs> no, that's not it. I don't know movies. Um, but they go. They go to. Most of the kids skip school in one way or another, which all ends up being, for the most part, like, ways, like, things, they do things that play into, like, actually doing something good in class. Like, Riz is like, and I sneak out of class to show initiative in, in my rogue class. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. And, like, Adine makes a little, like, unseen servant to do her notes for her. So it's like, it all ties together, except Gorgug, who stays and is a good boy who goes to class. And also... <laughs> Fig just fucking leaves. Fig is just like, hey, I'm doing well in class. I gotta go. Yeah, Yeah, she like talks to not even a bard class. She talks to Porter uh, and is like, hey, I'm not going to be in in barbarian class today. She really should have taken a level in barbarian, to be honest. I love that she was so suspicious of him and still was taking his class. Still taking his class. You know, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. That's probably what she would and say. And Porter even closer. And Porter the closest. But they go to the Gilded Coin. And yes. I wrote a note that the, so the the owner, the proprietor of the Gilded Coin is this elderly half-elven woman who is clad in this like, what even era is it? This hoop skirt, this like, 
she's, she's got, got the, like, a wig uh, on. She's got the like powdered wig. It's oh, like very like Marie called? Antoinette. Uh, yeah, she's got the 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 the, the, the what is what? I was gonna say though the bustle. <laughs> Yeah, many bustles and ruffles and all that fun stuff. But I put in my notes, she, from her, her artwork, has very, like, over-the-garden wall reminiscent yes. feels to it. There's something about the eyes in her, like, character art or yes. something. And even, like, the way Brennan voices her and the way she acts, I'm like, this is, like, a over-the-garden wall character. Oh, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> wait. You just, okay, hold on. I have to look oh. it up. Okay. Um, she reminds me of that character with the uh, um god i don't know how to talk um uh-huh. auntie whispers auntie whispers was the one with uh, the girl who was actually like possessed or cursed or something and like she was gonna like eat people but they thought auntie whispers was the one that was gonna eat people but really she was protecting yes. everybody from her from her yeah. niece very very anti whispers yeah she looks yeah. like anti whispers well she doesn't really whispers. look like anti whispers but she has vibes like she gives that vibe she has that she vibe be, um she would be her uh her sister yeah definitely definitely in solace sister. yeah and solace um solace i know how to say words it's fine it's not a big deal um soul? but she's not soul is the god where am I? I don't know. Um, I don't know where you are, to be honest. Um, but she's not very good at helping Adine, so they have to charm her to actually get her to help Adine in the way that Adine wants to be helped. Because what she wants to dress Adine in is a little sailor outfit. <laughs> to be a little which sailor. Basically, which basically, with the Hudal uniform she's wearing, still... Oh, she was... Um, she, yeah that's basically already a little sailor outfit like yeah man so no she just wants some jeans a shirt and a jean jacket my dude yeah so, she wants like chill clothes just a chill she outfit gets, she gets even better than that and you know brennan gets what women want in clothes and that's pockets it's just a shit ton pockets. of pockets we want, we want pockets. pockets so she gets a jacket that has like a shearling like lining on the little collar and it's a jean jacket and it's just got a shit ton of pockets and it's also called jacket of useful things which is a jacket that she can think about like i want a sandwich and reach her hand into the pocket and get a sandwich and that is incredible (laughs) such a simple idea and it's exactly everything i want in the world it's a jean jacket of usefulness, and hey, listen, isn't every yeah. jean jacket useful? Well, it's a jean jacket, y- yes. The answer is yes, but um, it's a jean jacket of useful things. So it's like, you Very want a cupcake? Thing. Thank you. Oh my god, what a... No one's ever said anything that nice to me hey, before. Uh, um, <laughs> listen, the highest compliment you could ever give me is you just whisper in my ear, hey, you're useful. Yeah, man. That's you, you want to know. You want to know the way to a person's heart. I was gonna say, girl, it's not even true. It's for everybody. You can say this to anybody, guys. Love tip from Heidi, who is an expert on love. <laughs> Just whisper to someone's ear. You're useful. <laughs> I think you're useful. 
I don't know what just happened. Uh, Bridget's frozen uh, <laughs> in like sheer stokedness. What's what are you thinking? What's behind that smile? You just made a joke. I, <laughs> you just have made I a never joke. done that? Have I not done that in eleven episodes? I don't think so. <laughs> to be more prepared <laughs> it was so that, i was gonna say is that to me or to you <laughs> okay like are, are you doing that to yourself or to me like who is that intended for and also ow what a burn Accident, accidental roasting i might have been like so I've done this before. I have fully dragged somebody before. <laughs> there was one time, and this is reminding me of one time in high school, I was getting ready to do a concert in front of my peers. And um, one of the kids who was like a popular kid was like, yeah, you've like got this. And like, like was giving me really encouraging things. And I looked at him and I was like, well, that's, that's the only nice thing you've ever said to me. And everyone just lost their minds. And he looked so offended. And I was like, no, because we literally don't talk. Like, that's, I didn't mean that as like, like, I didn't mean that as you're an asshole. I meant it as we've literally never spoken to each other. And it's really nice that you think so highly of me. Yeah, I didn't know you like liked me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I meant yours as is uh, it was so nice to hear you do like a very deliberate joke. It's, I'm, it's, it's, it's very me and I'm very proud. You wear off on me, my dude. I guess, I guess, I guess I don't make jokes. I think that's really accurate. You do a really good job of, uh, uh, bouncing back from me. I'm reactive to you. And usually if I say things that are funny, it's super unintentional and everyone starts laughing and I'm like, huh? Uh, what? I'm funny? Uh, You're naturally funny. Oh my god, I'm so naturally funny. I don't even have to, like, try. People just, like, think I'm so funny. I hate this. Let's end this bit. Maybe um, she's born with it. Maybe it's maybe. comedy. <laughs> maybe it's comedy. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's comedy. I'm, like, gonna cry. That's so funny fucking funny oh my god god damn i'm it. here all night baby that's really funny jesus I okay we here now another great thing speaking of jackets though and pockets and all that fun stuff we do find out that madame sylvain doesn't uh just have like this it's a, this is like kind of a thrift store kind of probably stuff that she makes because the jacket that Adine gets had a previous owner. Uh, Yeah, it's wild. But we also find out that she has made a jacket for Bill Seacaster and it explodes. It is an exploding jacket. You know what this fucking reminds me of? There's a place down in East Village that Mm. is a thrift store. And by that I mean... um, they find authentic 90s stuff and sell it for mm. fucking $60. Um, but they also have jean jackets that they paint on. And those are oh. like 
worth like a couple like they're worth like 110 or something but it's like that i can that makes more sense because it's like cool yeah. you're painting like you're and, doing something actually creative that in that like took some time to make yeah and some of them are like super detailed but also i don't know now that i'm saying it i don't know if they actually do the detail or if they're just buying it off of another artist to which i say that wouldn't be surprising for the east village it still no. would be shitty, but it would not be surprising for the East Village to do. Um, but that's what that kind of reminds me of, is like, just a, a better version of the store in East Village. Yeah. Yeah. But Madame yeah, Sylvain no. would live in East Village. She'd live in West Village. No, she'd live in Greenwich. Yeah, she'd live in Greenwich. She'd yeah. be one of those, um, she's been there forever. She's got a rent control department. Oh, you know she has. She she's friends she's with also, all the drag queens. Oh my god, they love Is her. Is there a fantasy drag scene? There better be. I want a dragonborn in full on drag. Well, you know what's really funny and something you would actually really like, and I need to look it up right now so I can uh, give you the actual name. But there is there is a D and D show that is all drag queens playing D and D. In drag, I want um, I want the kids to go to a drag show. I want Fabian to like tip gold coins, and to become like the most oh. loved audience member because they're like, oh my god, he's tipping in gold. Okay, I think there's multiple. There's queens of advent. There's queens of adventure, which I think is the one I'd heard of. I'm also seeing Dungeons okay. and Drag Queens. Um, so you got a lot of options there. The crossover is really interesting it. and makes a lot of sense when you think about it of drag queens and dungeons and dragons it it works um i i will i do my best not to spoil you bridget i will tell you right now they don't go to a drag show that's (laughs) That's upsetting not a thing that's happened yet you know yet you never know hey brennan brennan let me pull you aside (laughs) hey wait a minute let me pull you aside no i won't i'll just email him and be like hey listen you don't know me but because, you know, here I am. He probably only gets a couple emails from random people who are fans of Fantasy High who are asking for things. I bet that's only something that happens occasionally for him. Um, anyway, so they get her outfit. She gets a cool shirt with a cool design. She gets jeans. She gets a denim jacket that is a jacket of useful things. It's all fun stuff. The next kind of thing. Do you have a note Wait. after that before we jump to the next thing? I do, because yeah. uh, I have one of my favorite I actually have a bunch of notes before we oh, shit. go to the next thing. Um, okay, shit. Because I don't want to cry yet. Because <laughs> the next thing's going to make me cry. Um, so, yeah, man. first off, Madame Sylvain knows how to cut loose, my dude. She's got halfling weed. In, <laughs> she's got a joint, like, fully in... She's. It's a halfling weed mixed with dragon spice. So basically it's like weed and coke mixed together in a joint. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. Which begged the question from me, what other types of weed are there? What other <laughs> types of drugs are there? Well, there's lots of different races in, in D&D. So I'm sure there's a ton of different 
options. Just like when you go, you know, not that I've ever done this. Um, just like when you go to your local, although it's legal, I'm in California, it's legal where I am. Um, when you go to your local dispensary, you get, you have a lot of options for strains and shit like that. So why wouldn't it be similar, you know? Oh my God. I want a tiefling truffle mix, please. Mushrooms? Tiefling. Yes. (laughs) Well, you said truffle. So I was like, no, that would be the uh i don't know somebody else would be mushrooms druids okay druids i mean but they're not a race of people oh okay what else sure they're in the woods yeah heroin would be the tieflings oh my god (laughs) the tieflings would be some kind of heroin just using heroin um anyway don't do drugs kid uh no, no, no. so my favorite line comes out of this um so we find out the robe of useful things um the the jean jacket used to be called the robe of useful things and it was turned into a jean jacket by a dude who wanted to get with the times um and uh like as we're finding out things uh figs like i want a rat can i have a rat from your pocket and we learn that there's a curse on the jacket, basically, of, like, you can't pull out living things because living things will be cursed to have a half-life and will, like, immediately try to kill themselves. Um, yeah. So uh, Fig automatically is like, well, can I have an oyster? Because they have no central nervous system. <laughs> Which, beautiful. And Madame Sylvain gives us this gem of a line that says, an oyster desires nothing, dear boy. It's a very good throwaway line. And honestly, damn, I want to live the life of an oyster. No central dude. nervous system. A baby. No mental illness, in- my dude. <laughs> You're dead in like less than a week. Sounds so good. A baby. Hey. But we find out something horrifying about the jean jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of horrifying things about the jean jacket. Oh, my God. There's so many things. There's so, so fucking... Adine gets a note out of the jacket because she's like, I want to find something from the previous owner. What's the last thing the previous owner put into this jacket? That's what she thinks of specifically. It's a note that says, I'm hiding in the jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Don't leave me alone. I'm hiding in the jacket. She casts, you know, uh, uh, in the jacket. There's, there's a person there's a person of some sort in that jacket. But also, then Fig casts like to read minds. She wants to read minds on the jacket. And there's a lot of voices in that jacket. There's, there's a whole there's a whole system a whole of city. like the jacket. There's a whole, there's a whole city. city. There are there she has a jacket filled with people and things. And I love that Madame Sylvain, she's like, yeah, I do suggest washing it. Um before before you start wearing it because you know otherwise you might find things from the previous owner yeah but i mean like maybe that would be useful does she wash the jacket now i want to know because if she doesn't wash the jacket i feel like later it's gonna be like interesting when she pulls something out and it's from the previous owner maybe it could help maybe it could help in a situation Maybe. Well, I don't Maybe think she we... kills off an entire ecosystem. Who knows? Just just start pulling people, half-lived people out of that jacket. But she specifically says, "Don't don't pull a rat out because that rat will immediately attempt to kill itself." Yes. Um, so 
you know, fun jacket with some twisted curses on it. <laughs> and finally, for my last note of uh, the clothing store scene. Um, so one of the things that Madame Sylvain pulls out for the kids is uh, on, on like pulls out the joint for Fig because Fig's like, can I have a cigarette? And she's like, you sure can. And she pulls out a cigarette holder with the cigarette at the end of it. Um, And now Fig just owns a cigarette holder, which is yet another similarity between me and Fig, because I have a cigarette holder. But you don't smoke. I sure don't. (laughs) (laughs) And yours looks like a magic wand. Like it looks like, uh, it legit looks like an old school, like black stick with a white tip magic wand from like a really, really janky magician. I look <laughs> like Cruella DeVille like. meets Harry Houdini. Who yes. am I? Who am I? You know, I'm not shocked about this. I think I've seen it before. I have Cruella. a feeling I knew this about you. Cruella de Houdini. Oh god, I hate it. Anyway, <laughs> so we still yes, little- I definitely have pulled this out before. Ah, yeah, I'm wink, sure. I'm quink. Oh god, get out of here. What does it mean? Um, <laughs> um, we skip forward a little bit. I know you don't want to get to this point. We can go quickly through it if you'd like. Um, but we get to the holidays. And everybody's at a little holiday party at the Thistle Springs. Um, He's got a little, Gorthalax has a little festive wreath on his head. Yeah, he's wearing a little festive wreath on his head. Both of the dads are there. Oh my god. Fucking Fig goes up to him and she pulls out the oyster, which it's now been weeks. Weeks. That oyster is fully dead. And it's just sitting in a glass of water. And she named it Little Glear. (laughs) Which is just such a metaphor for Glear as a person. It just is perfect. listen, I would die for that man. (laughs) And I would die for that oyster, so. (laughs) That oyster's already dead. I know. Uh Uh-oh. And I'd still die for it, even though it's dead. Oh. Hey, don't. Hey, hey, don't. Have you ever considered don't? Don't? Um, but so yeah, man. some family drama. Drama. So at first, like, I thought, like, I got scared. Because, like, scared? the way, the way, I got scared. Because the way scared. that, um, like, he's, Gorthalax takes Fig to the side and, like, starts talking to her about, like, him going to hell and stuff and i was like is he about to like leave forever is he about to be like hey i can't come back um but it's so much better than that guys gorthy's got a job offer gorthy got a job offer and it's basically yeah instead of having a conversation where it's like it's like him trying to feel fig out a little bit to see like does she want him to stay so close? Like how she's feeling about him and stuff like that. He wants her approval, you know, for the job and stuff like that. And it's a sweet little convo. He also does this thing, which I love every time he does it. Gorthalax kind of not reprimanding. That's not the right word. But he he 
always is calling Fig out a little bit when she's shit talking her mom. Um, because, and I just think that's wonderful from uh, Gorthalax's perspective to, yeah. to do that. Um, he doesn't owe her anything. Like, he doesn't owe anything to Sandra Lynn. Um, and Sandra Lynn, you know, more than, especially more than Fig in any sort of way, is someone he could very easily have negative feelings towards because if anyone was going to look for him, it'd be Sandra Lynn. Like when he went missing, it'd be Sandra Lynn. So I could see it would make sense if he didn't like her and if he was upset with her, but he doesn't blame her for anything and he doesn't want Fig to either. And he always calls her on it. It's very sweet. Which, by the way, I can't wait for a full scene between Sandra Lynn and Gorthalax because <laughs> I want those two back together, my dude. Oh. If not, then just really good friends. Yeah, yeah. Who are, like, responsibly taking care of their daughter. Yeah, man, co-parenting. Like sometimes, sometimes people aren't supposed to be together, but they can still be friends and still have a good time. Obviously, do- they, they had a connection at some point. And sometimes people, I think are meant to have kids together but aren't yeah. meant to be together i think yeah. that's super valid dude super valid, absolutely man. yeah it happens and it's okay um, um help me with this note a little bit yeah go ahead no no um, i don't go no ahead. go with your note because i was gonna go to the part where i really cry no no i think we need to go to that because i don't know what this note has to do with and i think it will move us on from this point and i don't want to oh, okay. do that so do you guys want to know what the job offer was? Do you guys want to know what the fucking job offer was? They want to know. He's the new coach. He's That's the what new made coach. you. Is that what made you emotional? Uh, no, the tiny baseball cap <laughs> <laughs> made me emotional. No, the whole thing about um the the um Gorthalax being like, is that okay? And like making sure that his daughter was okay with him being in his life really got Checking me. In. Um, yeah. But then with the with the tiny with the new coach and the tiny baseball cap, I was like, I'm I'm done. I, I'm I'm done. If I was already emotional, and now you give me a tiny baseball cap on this gargantuan cap. of a demon. Yes. Hell yeah, dude. Hell Ruined. yeah. Ruined. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I don't care about much. a skull whistle. He gets a big giant skull whistle, which like totally is on brand. But a tiny baseball cap, guys. I'm done. I'm done for. And there's there's a great thing where Gorthalax pulls the kids aside and we're like, hey, do you guys want to be on the team? And so now yeah, Fabian's captain of the team. Yeah, yeah. He's captain of the Owlbears. And they're all welcome to join if they'd like. Uh, because he says that what they did at the uh, at the, the skate park miners, what was it? The, the uh, Mithril. The, the Mithril, Mithril Factory. factory. Thank you. The Mithril factory was was enough to get on the team, which I would agree with. There's shenanigans out there on that field of sorts. Yes, absolutely, dude. What's yeah. your next note? Um, the tracker comes back. We get yes. a lot of we get a lot of good little like we're getting a lot of loose ends tied up here. Like this is the time where like a lot of things are just like downtime, down chill, little subplots, having a good time. So Tracker comes back because it turns out Jawbone is her uncle. Um, yeah. Although according to Gorgon, <laughs> that's not true. 
Yes. And this is where my, I, I remembered while we were talking what my note, um, what my note had to do with, because my note for this is just, you got to crit on your friend. You got to crit on your friend. And it's because Fabian yeah. crits on Gorgug because he perceives that Gorgug is, you know, thinking some silly shit about who's whose dads. He He's thinking for a moment that maybe Gorgug is thinking that, you know, he's uh that jawbone is his dad, dad or something like that and so he he accidentally crits on his own friend and i just love that a lot he <laughs> wrecks his shit dude he punches him so hard in the head so hard in the back of the head uh and we but, get a little yeah yeah we just get no. to see jawbone again and yeah we get yeah. that they're they're related to one another we get a nice moment with tracker trying to uh, help out Kristen because she knows that she's struggling with her she, god. Rice Kristen trying to flirt. Kristen can't flirt at all. And we see that later too. And oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, she's thing too. Um Jawbone is helping Rog. Yeah, Jawbone's helping Rog. Yeah, they're walking out. He took the advice and he's been talking to to Jawbone. They seem to have a little relationship uh, building between them of like uh, therapist, counselor, and student, and Rog seems really receptive, and it's lovely. It's fucking sick, dude. It's fucking sick, man. Um, fucking sick. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Um, I love the way he says words. <laughs> it and- reminds me of me when my brain is like short circuiting. It's just like here. <laughs> we go yeah fucking losers the the similarities now are you are just a mix of fig and rog i'm a mix of fig and um have the speech patterns of um rog and penelope yeah yes yeah man but yeah this this whole little you're a nightmare. Um, maybe you're the Nightmare King. Um, <laughs> I have been this whole time. Heidi, why did you spoil the finale for Spoilers everyone? For the finale and for sophomore year and for anything else coming out of Fantasy High. This oh, I see night. the Nightmare Kings in sophomore year. No, I was saying that it was we spoiled everything. I see you. I see you, Heidi. I didn't say that. I said that you, we've spoiled Fantasy High forever. And everybody, it's ruined now because you know that at the end of the long haul of whatever we were doing with this podcast, this whole time, Bridget's been the Nightmare King. Um, Welcome to our show. No, that doesn't even the just start playing. playing. Yeah, I just play it again. Um, but this whole section is just like a little party check-in, which I love. I love, I love that because like there are times, I've seen time skips in other D&D shows like it happens like sometimes it's like yeah i think these fools should just be chilling for 6 months and you can do whatever you want to do uh and that like that's a really totally cool and normal thing to do but i love in this the brennan's like how's everybody feeling <laughs> how's everybody doing do you guys like, want to wrap up anything do you guys like yeah, what do you want to do so i don't want to skip anything you want i just think it's so sweet i just love that yeah. he's like how everybody feeling about this the rest of the year that's gone on so far um i just think that's sweet 
Yeah. I like it. Um, Gorgug's got the, the teeny tiny little thing where he's, he keeps trying to talk to, um, what is her name? Zelda. She keeps trying to talk to Zelda and it's like a good, like little thing of like, Oh good. We're checking in. And then sweet baby fig. Oh, you nightmare queen. I love you. Which causes what we'll talk about what happens, but it causes Brendan to say, you are engaging in something truly disturbing. <laughs> I would love, that's one of my, my dreams is that uh, I get to meet Brennan and he says that to my says face to and I get to go. Thank you. That's, that's what I go for in this life is that should- uh, to be told that I am a nightmare and that I engage in horrors. Do you, okay. You don't listen to me then. <laughs> Heidi, you just reaffirm me every time and it's very nice. Oh, well, I try. But yeah, Fig and a friend. Oh, get out of here. Uh, Fig is a true chaos demon, literally. Um, chaos devil, I guess. Um, and she she goes to the hospital periodically to make out she with just wants to see Asha. Dr. Asha. She uses her actor feet uh to to be able to impersonate this pregnant woman we find out that dr asha's real love interest is pregnant she pretends to be then pregnant with triplets but she lost one which is very an upsetting that's an upsetting thing to say to a person who is the father of the father of your child of your children And then of your fake children, of not even your children. Because then, like, immediately does he turn around and talk to the real, you know, doctor who she's impersonating, resident who she's impersonating. And they're like, I'm not pregnant with twins, dude. It's just a baby. Um, Very confusing. Very confusing for this man. He also says, uh, you kiss weird sometimes. (laughs) Honestly, it's so, so perfect. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, so that's truly disturbing. Um, oh, I guess this is actually when Fabian, uh, we find out about Fabian being the yes. big gift giver. Uh, I, I jumped I jumped and said it too early. but It's um, okay, because it was going to come up. But now we know. Yeah. And it's, it's in a good episode. time. He's it's a all good the same boy. thing. And um, this is when... Yeah, go ahead. Yes. No, no you, you go first. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say that this is when we get the... Uh, the nightmare Riz has that nightmare because he hasn't been working on the case as much as before they're all kind of in a good place they're all going to class and having fun and they've got friends and like things are comfy so like and I think it's a great line from from Murph he says you know when I didn't have he says something along the lines of when I didn't have friends I was a better detective yes Um, and which uh, is such a trade-off of like yeah, man. I, I, mean, I feel like he's going to realize later of like, actually, it's the opposite. He is a better detective with his friends. When he has his friends. Well, they work because, you know, it's just true. You work better when you're together. Like you yeah. can just get more stuff done. Um, yeah. But I mean, it is true to a certain extent when you're happy and content and like, and happy in other forms in your life, the things that you used to put importance in and time into do fall to the wayside a little bit just a little bit they can Um, change your priorities can change 
priorities change, man. That's life. Uh, but he has that dream that you mentioned in your recap uh, with Penny Luckstone. And my note about Penny Luckstone is that she's so cute. Oh my god, Penny Luckstone <laughs> is so cute. Her I, art. So, so I do only have one note before that, and I don't know okay. why I put it. Oh no. Um, but it, it still stands. Um, I put, I will love Gil until the end of time. The end of time. <laughs> I don't know what he said during that moment, but I don't know if he was even in that moment, but it might have just been a passing thought of, he's number two now. Regardless, it's super valid. Maybe it was turkey crackers? It was probably turkey crackers. Probably turkey crackers. But, you know. So the whole thing is that um, Riz, like, Riz and Adine both say that, like, most likely they're the two that are still focusing on, like, the palimpsest and, like, everything going on. Um, And it, like, it keeps feeling like there's a clue missing. Yeah, they they know something and they're forgetting about it. Or, like, there's there's something off. And, I mean, to a certain extent, yeah, a lot of things were tied up and a lot of people were caught and killed and, you know there are ends that are that have been tied so there's only so far you can go yeah uh, but certain... uh, also at the same time there are some really big loose ends for like, sure still so we don't loose. know what's happened to penny yeah penny looks yeah. at all like and there's we saw other what happened girls. to yeah we saw what happened to um sam but even then like we don't know what what's become of penny um no. We don't know, like, what exactly this was used for. Like, we can assume, but it's, like, like it still feels weird. Um, yeah. And they start saying that um, later, like, we find out that uh, uh, Skalanda, uh, her case is most likely going to start being shut down. So well, it's... we'll get into that. We're not quite yeah. there. We're going to get but there, like, literally right yeah, with Penny coming to Riz's dream and being like, you're running out of time. You're running out of time. And she also says, it's worse than you think. It is worse than we think. It's That's so true. much worse than we think. And I just want what to say one thing. time for? Yeah, it's almost time, dude. Um, one last thing, just like a personal note. When a... And, and you can, like, kind of see it on Murph's face a little bit, but when he does have the dream, there is something about when a DM hones in on you and is like, you're having this dream or this thing, like, and is describing a dream to you. There's something next level about the anxiety that that induces. It's insane. My DM did it to me once, and he literally just said that I, he described, like, described the dream out to me, Um but it was basically just everything I gave him in my backstory. So it was like, just like a clip of a scene in my backstory that I wrote and gave to him. And then he described back to me in a dream that I had at one point. And there's just, even, even then just like, I was like, I wrote all this, but I'm freaked the fuck out. Like it's just cause there's something so like anxiety inducing about that moment. So I just, I'm going to throw that out there. Um, yeah, it's very, very fun. Um, I just came up with another theory as we were talking. Yeah. It's for later. Okay, okay. Which we're about to get into. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the next thing that we go to is uh, we are at Adine's and her sister pops in to borrow some divination books. Aylwin Abernant uh, needs some divination textbooks to help her. She's struggling in one of her classes, so she needs a book. Um, In that moment- Why the fuck- would yeah. she ask her sister, who goes to a different school? Who's younger than her. Who's younger and, than her. Uh, so Adine is a divination wizard, and Elwyn is an abjuration wizard. She's not divination at all. She's abjuration. Um, which, I mean, you could say that, like, oh, well, in a wizarding class, she's not in an abjuration class. She's an abjuration wizard, but she's learning about wizardry from, like, a generic class that like maybe they cover it in her class load, but it doesn't quite work. But no, Adine gives her No, it doesn't it doesn't really make sense. But Adine gives her some books, but in doing so as well, Adine realizes that she had taken out those two books at the very beginning of the school year and never read them. So then she starts never to read return them. them. <laughs> never returned them, never read them. Um so whoops. And but this she is read- where it gets wild. It gets wild because we find out, I think, I mean, my note about this, and please let me know uh, if you have other things you want to cover. But I think the big thing in there is that we find out that that um, Eggfort in his like steamy autobiography memoir moment uh, talks about how he was the paramour to the elven oracle. Yes. Yeah. Which I don't know what those mean. Those words mean together. Paramore. Yes. Oh, I love that band. Wait, what do you not understand? What it like? What? I don't. I guess I don't know what the word paramore means. Paramore, like lover. Uh, But it's like fancy and wizard. I'm a wizard, so it's my paramore. Wait, is that what paramore has meant the whole fucking time? So literally, the the band's called Lovers. Paramore. Paramore why did i not know that i feel dumb it's lover especially the illicit partner of a married person oh shit but that's not what this means i don't think that's what he means so um okay i have many other notes for that section Yeah. yeah let's get into it okay so there were a lot of things I didn't understand because it was a lot of heavy lore stuff. And I was like, I, my brain literally cannot handle this. But yeah. Arthur Eggford is much older than we thought. Oh, yeah. And one of the big things he says is, you know what? You know what you should do with a prophecy? Chuck it in Chuck a bin. Chuck it in a bin. So here's the thing. Yeah. Kristen's Bible was chucked into a bin of corn and um daybreak was really upset about that yes is there like a prophecy hidden in Kristen's book is there like a prophecy that's like put in a bible somewhere like would that make sense so here's the thing so let's just get into it so in this in this whole section we don't, we don't just find out the stuff that happens in the book. So Adine reads the books. Uh, she, she finds out about Eggfort and Elven Oracle and then all the other stuff that Eggfort says. And then in the same uh, day, like not too long later, um, because this goes into your question. Uh, we will get to it, I promise. Uh, uh-huh. We get 
the uh, Adine's parents, the Abernance, meeting Sklanda and uh, Galir, and then come because Galir comes over for the dinner. <laughs> uh yes he's the he and even then even though he's an elf he's not a high elf he's a wood elf so there's a difference and the parents still are like eh, not great uh, he also and, straight up first thing he asks is do you have any he food wants to, he wants to eat some of that rich elven food he wants it so bad um but they have a conversation and in their conversation they kind of talk about that situation right they talk about Kristen and about the apocalypse about um Oh my gosh, did I write down that word? No, I didn't. Oh, no, I did. They they talked about traditional contradoxy and yeah, all of that. Part and in of that the treaty moment, of solace, the treaty of solace with Falinel. Using that would incite a war. Using uh, yeah. So trying to att- to attempting to start an apocalypse to do the traditional contradoxy would cause there to be a war because it breaks the treaty between Falinel and Solace. But in that too they talk about um, the traditional contradoxy and that is basically taking someone who is of faith taking someone who like Kristen is the person that they're talking about but someone like Kristen or Kristen herself someone who's chosen by a god because she was chosen by Helio she's a prophet of Helio she was a chosen one from him um, so taking someone who is so high ranking in a clerical um, divine context and then sending them to hell or like making them become a hell mouth or whatever is the traditional contradoxy uh, sort of thing. Um, so w- the reason why this isn't a spoiler, cause this is what they talked about in that, this episode We're we're clarifying. Um, so the reason that daybreak was mad at Rog for throwing the Bible into the corn was because he wanted the sheet, that sheet of paper that was in the corn monster. That was in her Bible. And okay. it was supposed to cause Kristen to become a hellmouth because then okay. that would have started the apocalypse. Because if she was a hellmouth, she was a chosen of Helio. Traditional contradoxy. Um, uh, and instead it went in the corn. But instead it went in the corn. So that's why he was mad. Uh, gotcha. It, it is funny. He did chuck it into a bin of corn, but her there's not a prophecy in her book. It was just he was mad because it ruined his plan of creating a hellmouth inside of her. Okay, then um, I also go with Adine, who then immediately thought was um, does does Principal Eggfort hide something in his trash can? Which I really hope he does. That would be fun to just have a full-on prophecy just hidden in the trash can. I mean, dude, he did say in it, I'm not joking, like, this is, like, I'm serious. It's, like, it's in the trash or whatever. Like, he says, it's in the bin. Check it in the bin. That's what you do with prophecies. It's in the bin. So, who knows? We'll have to see. We'll have to see if we check out uh, Eggfort's, Eggfort's, uh, bin uh, but yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff laid down it still is confusing even for me um because there's just a lot that goes on in this moment but those are basically the main things that are laid out the other thing that they talk about at the dinner uh, i assume they're sitting at a table i don't know why i imagined everyone at a dinner table i don't know if that's what even what happened with the parents or if they were just standing i feel awkwardly like in the hall. i feel like they're all <laughs> standing like, like all awkwardly standing at like the island or something because you know they have an island in their kitchen oh i highly doubt that a dine's parents go into the kitchen <laughs> oh they don't cook there no it's they just don't a even show 
I doubt they even go into that room. <laughs> but oh, then they, I hope they're sitting on really uncomfortable couches in the in the not living just, room, the den. The den in yeah, in like the in the like um it's the waiting room. room. It's the waiting room. It's the it's it's the visiting room. Um, but they also talk about um the ships that went down. So they talk about specifically the Cerulean, which is the one that the Elven Oracle was on when it crashed, when it crashed, when it uh, went down. And the, or- the Elven also Oracle Riz's dad died. Well, Riz's dad, Sklanda uh, says that um, because the, the A- Avernants don't really know anything about that. They know of it, but they don't, because at the beginning, the very beginning of the show, uh, when we first meet the Abernance, that's the first thing that they kind of talk about. He's reading a paper, and the night before, the Elven Oracle had died. Um, and he mentions that in the paper. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't remember back. any of this. That's okay. I've watched the show a couple times. Um, that's fair. It's just a couple. Um, but uh, Slanda says that Riz's dad uh, had been assigned to... Uh, that case she says something vague about that she, he was assigned to the elven oracle or the cerulean uh it's a little confusing because we do know that his dad had he's he's dead he's not alive uh because yeah. they talk about visiting him in the so uh so we don't exactly quite know the connection there but we know from sklanda now that there is is a connection um the other important i mean anything else you want to say about the dinner table scene because there's lots of other things in the middle all through this but with the i I say dinner table they're not we don't know where they are um with the parents the parent chat no okay um so then the other important thing is that after uh aylwin uh grabs those books from a dine she heads out the door with penelope Yes, major sus. Major, major suspicious. Sus. Because the major main, like, sus. other than it being weird, because it's like, why would she hang out with anyone from Eggfort? She shits on Eggfort all the time. Why would she hang out with anyone from that school? The other yes. thing is that Penelope is a sorceress. She's not a wizard. Sorceresses yeah. are very different than wizards in D anD. d Can can sorceresses do divinina- divination? that's a good question i can look it up i'm not sure if there's like a divination style sorcerer the main difference between sorcerers and wizards in D in terms of like D classes is that sorcerers are born with their powers like they have them innately and they just can do magic like they just okay. are able to do them and wizards I have a theory have to- and wizards have to learn. Like, they have to have a book of spells that they are constantly studying. They're the nerds of D&D, for sure, if there's only one. Because, I mean, we're all nerds. <laughs> um, but <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm a jock. You're so right. That's very true. Um, but <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but So wizards and sorcerers are very different. So that they're even studying together at all doesn't make any sense. Okay, so here's my theory. Yeah. Penelope is either one of two things. Okay. Penelope is either playing the ultimate long game and is the ultimate betrayer and has been playing everybody the entire time, which I will lose my fucking mind. Or 
she's in trouble and just got into a lot of trouble. Yeah, Um, man. I mean, where like she's potentially missing now after this meeting because of things we're going to discuss later. And like, that'll explain why I think Penelope might be in danger, girl. You in danger, girl. Or she's doing the top 10 anime betrayal. I mean, either way, still in danger. Because like, if you are, if you betray, like, you know, because like, either you're in danger because you're trying to, you're a victim and you're trying to run for something, or you're in danger because you're an asshole and they're going to kill you. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So either way, um, yeah, there's some, regardless, there's always been something pretty sus about Penelope. She's pretty she, sus in yeah. general. Because, like, her best friend, that, like, yeah. Yeah. Sam's just gone and she's just kind of like, but also at the same time, it was like, okay, are you trying to, like, lead them? To which, like, why are you leading the party? Like, why would you lead the party to Johnny Spells then if you're a part yeah. of Johnny Spells? Yeah. So, like, it's a good question, because maybe that's the thing. Maybe they actually did need them to know a little bit um, to set some of the plans in motion. Um, Don't know. Or maybe she in trouble, girl. Yeah, it's totally possible. Um, Back to your question about are there divination uh, sorcerers. There's not... Uh, there, there's a sorcerer subclass called Divine Soul, but it's more of, like, they're like cleric did you say soul did you say yeah man like soul like s-o-u-l um but it's more like they're a sorcerer that has healing magic it's not divination magic at least it doesn't look to be yeah it's just that they have i like on this whatever i'm reading it says that um uh It says, unfortunately, you'll need to split your focus between normal arcane spells and pretending to be a cleric. I love the idea of that. I have never been interested in playing a sorcerer, but now I'll maybe play a sorcerer so I can be a sorcerer who's pretending to be a cleric. I think that's fucking funny. Um, But that's that's it on sorcerers, right? For for now, my dudes. But yeah, Penelope. Penelope and Aylwin, super sus. Uh... Adine tries to get her sister in trouble so she doesn't get to leave the house. Doesn't work. Why would her parents ever listen to Adine? Absolutely not. That would be silly. Absolutely not. Um, Any other notes before we get to the big, the big party? Yeah, Yeah, what is up? Big old old thing, dude. Mr. Hughes. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yes. My my note. We're going to talk about the bank boy. I was gonna say, you want to know what my note is on Mister Hughes? As soon as his character art came up, I was like, Jesus, that boy's your type. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I immediately looked at him and went, Oh no, I'm gonna get dragged. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Skinny, <laughs> tired looking. And his voice, the receding hairline. Yep. Oh, you love to see it. Oh man, it might also just be that the the character art the style of this artist is very much it hits it hits for you it hits different for you i could i could create a list i'm i'm gonna create a powerpoint one of these days of all the men i'm attracted to and you'll just see just a descent into madness of oh they're all the same person they're all the same person mine are so different dude it's so different for me 
want context, one of my first crushes from Disney that I ever remember is Roger from 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, I mean, same. If you don't like Roger from 101 Dalmatians, I don't think you have taste. He's a wonderful man. He's a he's wonderful, a wonderful man. man. Oh, he's so fun and he wants to just have fun with her and it's so cute. They uh, are very cute. He's also a, a starving writer slash musician. So like career choices, my dude. He's got that Propelled little blonde my hair. career choices. Oh, so cute. Um, but So anyway, Mr. Hughes. Mr. Hughes. So. He's doing a deal with Bill Seacaster. And this is where one of my biggest theories is coming out of right now. Because oh, it's such a throwaway scene. But it's such a throwaway scene that it's like, oh, it's kind of fun. Like Fabian walks up and is like catching the tail end of a transaction between Mr. Hughes and Bill Seacaster. And Bill yeah. has a like bag of gold. And he's just like, oh, what were you like? What were you doing, Papa? And he's like, oh, I'm just like. You know, I was I was doing a little bit of a transaction with Mr. Hughes. Uh, retirement's getting kind of boring. And I was yeah. like, wait, Mr. Hughes, mm-hmm. what if Mr. Hughes is contracting Bill? To which, if he's contracting Bill Seacaster, Bill Seacaster is known for one thing and one thing only, and that is being a fucking pirate. Why are they talking to Bill Seacaster? Is Bill Seacaster, are they about to take him out of retirement to go steal something? And if it is something, something for what? And if he's from a very specific bank because mr hughes is a representative from one of the banks is it that specific bank the not fun bank the bank that might have something in it that no one knows seems to know what's actually in it if so what are they putting inside the bank what's going on this is a fortress and i'm i i will sneak into this (laughs) i will sneak into this yeah so yeah that was my throwaway teeny tiny throwaway scene but you don't fucking put that in front of my nose and not ask me to fucking sniff it out my dude are you kidding me you expected me you expected to put that plate in front of me and me to not take a little bit off the top my dude oh you you put your finger in that frosting on that cake my dude i put my entire face into that fucking cake dude i went next time i ham on that next time i'm with you in person i'm gonna bake you a cake just so i can slam it into your face (laughs) I want you to do that so fucking bad. And you know what? It's going to be a fucking cute cake. Hey, so. you know what? Welcome to our OnlyFans. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid, dude. I love that so much. That's so it's stupid. It's like that. No, I know. Oh, no, I know. You know. I know. Pay us. You want to see I'm, that no. live? No, what? No, stop it. Bridget, Bridget. <laughs> Go be a sugar baby somewhere else. Get out of here. It always comes back to sugar babies. But anyway, we're finally here. So Finally here. Oh, my God. With Adine, like, figuring fucking shit out. um, So, of course, her sister's gone. Um, And, like, she immediately is like, I'm going to sneak into her fucking room. Um, So while that's happening, apparently all the other kids got invited to a house party by Ostentatia. Which yeah. is like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what did you have against Adam? Well, but here's well, the thing. 
Brennan never says that she wasn't invited. Uh, she's just doing other, th- like, he doesn't say that in particular. God, I hope so. I just want that. You want it to be like that? That's so sad. I mean, like, because it makes sense for the, for the events unfolding next for like, yeah, her to not be invited on purpose. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. That's a good point. Um, yeah, they all go to this party. Do you want to? At, at 69420. Hey, baby. 69420, my dude. Yeah, that's the address. Nice, dude. Fucking nice. So sick, dude. Yeah. I love that. Which also, yes. Just that Emily, like, she makes a comment. She's like, oh, I thought it was going to be a clue or something. <laughs> dude, that's me at every moment during this entire show is just oh, like, oh, I thought it was going to be a clue. What does it all mean? <laughs> so it's true. like, no, oh, it's 69420, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. And anyway, yeah. So, on Aust- so there's a party at Ostentatious. Everybody else is there except for uh, Adine because she's busy. And at first, it's like, I was going to say a normal party. It's not like a normal party. They don't even see no. Ostentatious at first. It's all like the party is at Ostentatious, but being hosted by Hudal boys because they're celebrating their football win because the owl bears had to drop out because they lost their coach. So it like gave major suspicious. Why would they throw a party like that? Like Eggfort could just throw a party. They're fine. They're not that poor. Stop rubbing it in yeah egg fork can throw their own parties hugh doll but no yeah. hugh doll hugh doll you and Hudal your fucking scampy platters that i'm sure you have on a table shrimp cocktail and sparkling water to a fucking house party you Grab monsters your, we just have pamplemousse lacroix <laughs> just lacroix in general i like pamplemousse lacroix I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> you got to drink them fast. Uh, that's they're, the only way that they're good. But I think it's I also like the fact that I don't know what it is, but I am allergic to seltzer water. Mm, that makes sense doesn't, for you. But it also doesn't make sense because it's just carbonated for you, water. It, it makes sense. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but any, like any type. I've tried multiple different brands. I've even tried like the plainest of plain seltzer water. And you can drink soda, right? And I am allergic. Yeah, that's the weird part. I'm that's fine weird. with soda now. Very weird. But I used to be allergic to soda. That makes sense for you. Once they again. don't have soda at this fucking party. No, they no, don't no, have no, no, no. Soda. It is no, just no, sparkling no. water. Yeah. Gross. 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 But it's a so and, automatically suspicious. And Brennan says specifically, it's just creepy dudes. It's just a it's bunch. It's just a sausage fest, dude. It's a sausage fest. It's a bunch hey, of dudes. I guess you could say it's a sausage fest because they're okay. major sauce, dude. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. But who should walk into this suspicious party other than a mysterious young elven woman who has long blonde hair and some braids and her top tied up so it shows her midriff and she's acting fucking nuts dude girl you need to ma'am you need to like in detail she bursts in oh i was gonna get grabs a bottle smashes it across the host face and and then Kandrick's the 
No, no. First, she cantrips the drink back into her own mouth. Oh, that's so right. So she doesn't waste any alcohol. And then she says, <laughs> I'm here to fuck. I'm here to fuck, um, is what she says. And she I'm is. to fuck. I She's want wild. to enter a party in that like exact that. same fashion. She's fucking nuts, dude. She's. I want it's great. to do this. I want to be she- <laughs> that crazy bitch that walks in and is like, who's here to fucking party? I crack a bottle over the counter. I It's actually a beer. I knock off the cap and I just automatically shotgun it. <laughs> you drink the entire thing. Then she summons uh, egg fort cheerleaders who are like slightly magic-y and different and so she summons all these cheerleaders so now there's girls at the party um and then she, she immediately jumps a line into- of dragon spice yeah she has a lot a line of dragon spice and then she like immediately makes out with fabian yes that's weird immediately. <laughs> that's yeah. a weird one that's see that's what i thought that's what i thought you were gonna like it first way back no. at the beginning of this episode but oh then God. it was spun and and glare it is yes. awkward because yeah, fabian's so into it <laughs> Yes. And also, like, I don't know why, but for some reason, like, Eowyn um, in my brain is, like, so much older. Like, no, for some reason in my brain, she's, like, even older than Johnny Spells. No, so, like, she's not. For some reason in my brain, like, it was, like, a 28-year-old making out with a 14-year-old, and I was, like, I... No, she's like, still in school. I know, I know, but for some reason, she's my like, brain is like, no, she's like in college. At no, least. she's no, she's like a senior. I think the difference between a like the age difference between a dine and Aylwin is the same as me and my sister, which is why the Abernant sisters mean a lot to me. Um, to be honest, That's fair. That's um, fair. Uh, so she's like, especially because my sister was the prettier, uh, you know, uh, popular one. So I feel a dine in many ways. Maybe I'm a dine. Maybe that's who I've been the entire time. The family disappointment sounds familiar. (laughs) Stop looking at me like that. Um, Wait, no, you can't walk away from that. You can't just just continue after that. But I want to. Can I? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yay. But yeah. We've all said some major cringy cringy things in this in this podcast Ooh, okay you accidentally insulting me again was that was that that cringy ma'am you are a delight i know i'm a delight for you and many others not really for my family (laughs) hey 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 they know it's true and i know it's true and it's okay (laughs) we all hey listen they're okay they're aware um and i still love them and they still love me as best as they can and you know we do our best and that's okay um but that's all we ask for and that's all we ask for um but yeah aylwin is wild i wrote my notes i honestly love her i do i just love aylwin a lot um but yeah she makes up in all caps who the fuck is this lady she fucking rules i'm losing my mind and then when it's revealed that it's adam and sister i put i want to scream Eowyn is my favorite fucking elf, this crazy bitch. She's 
fucking nuts. She's on one. She's fully on one because she's a completely different person now and it's incredible. And so when she's making out with Fabian, everybody else starts taking pictures and sending them to Adine. So right before Adine starts making her way over to the party, she finds one la- uh, a couple more things in Aylwin's room. Yeah. Uh, one, one of which is a modify memory spell, which is very important and a very intense spell in D&D. Uh, it allows you to literally change someone's memory forever. It can be dispelled, but you can fully 100% change. I believe it's like 10 minutes of time. It's not like an infinite, like you can't like fully change someone's like maybe full childhood or something but you can put in a false memory into someone else's uh mind uh and it's very intense so she finds that in her sister's room which is intense intense it's in Uh, a tent it's in a tent man um she also finds something to do with the the ship the harpy oh i thought they said the ruby nope it's the harpy the harpy yes what is that have we it's heard sh- that before? Um, I don't believe so. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's the one that Riz's dad was on. I don't know. We'll have to find out. I'm not telling you shit, dude. After um, 11 episodes, Heidi, just fucking tell me. I just tell you. I'm like, okay, sure. And we just spend another hour of me telling you exactly the truth of everything and like spoiling Spoiled everything. Yeah, we're we're five episodes away from like the finale and I spoil everything. So that's the question though, is like, who did Aowyn use this modify memory spell on? Is it for a great her? question? Did you use it on Penny? Did you not Pe- Penny? Penelope? Is did that why Penelope's being friends with her? Did she use it on Penny? She might have. Did she use it on her sister? Do we know? Adine wouldn't know. She yeah. wouldn't know. On her own parents? How many times has she used it? How many times can you use it? You can use it for as many fifth level enchantments that you would have. So however many spell slots that you have that can have like a fifth level enchantment. So it depends on what level she is. And since I don't know, she probably could cast it like once per day is what I would assume. Okay. Um she probably i can't imagine she's too much of a higher level than than that oh like i think God, she she's probably 100 used it on her parents maybe um that's why they're so can, fucking weird about it says, so while this charm lasts you can affect the target's memory of an event that it experienced within the last 24 hours and that lasted no more than 10 minutes so it's like you can't make them think like their whole childhood is different or something. But if it's something that happened in the last 24 hours, you could change what they think. Uh, That's wild. Or what they remember of it. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty gnarly. So that's something that she she can do. She also has a piece of a ship um, or part of a ship for some reason. But yeah. The next thing I really want to talk about is the weird Stepford robot cheerleaders because our girl Kristen gets some kisses in with one of them. And it's so funny. Wait, I love that Kristen is trying to get out of it the entire time. Like one of the cheerleaders goes up to her. Yeah. Kristen's like, I gotta go. And like accidentally (laughs) ends up flagging one of the other cheerleaders over and they both start talking to her and she goes, what is the first thing she she says? Hey, do you guys want to do body shots? <laughs> it's like, 
really that's the first thing you're gonna think of okay okay not like hey i gotta go my friends over or hey i gotta go to the bathroom or literally anything else just hey you guys want to do body shots and i i love that like even though it's like there's been a lot of suspicious things that have happened this episode, but nothing more suspicious than these weird Stepford cheerleaders. And instead of absolutely running away, she's like, okay, uh, yeah, I'll make out with one of them. <laughs> like, what sort of choice is that? It's so great. So chaotic. So like, we find out that they're kind of fake because they're they're not responding to anything... Kristen is actually saying to them they're just kind yeah. of like saying the same lines over and over again kind of like Woody and Buzz in Toy Story where like they're preset I got a snake things. in my boot yeah oh my god to infinity and beyond my dude yeah just Disney over and over slap me again. with a cease and desist let's go it's not that's not the same thing it's not the same it's not the same thing um but Disney. but but yeah, those those chicks are uh, creepy. Something, something's off. Yeah, um, something's then, off. You know, a casual game of spin the death spell bottle. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Elwin crazy throws. Bitch. I love her. <laughs> crazy bitch, Elwin. She throws a death spell into a bottle, and they spin it, and whoever it lands on has to drink it. Um, but our boy Riz switches that baby out not super well. But he does it. Oh, he gets a party foul, my dude. He gets a party oh. foul, and I don't want a party foul from Aowen. Oh my I do god, not want a party foul from Aowen? She's gonna kill you because of that, you know? She's like legitimately she... going to kill him. Yeah, she tries to find him, and then he just dis- he he stealths away. He hides, um, and then she kind of goes off for She's a moment. Powder her nose. She's gonna powder her nose. Dragon spice, my dude. Yeah, man. And so Adine fucking shows up and she's like, I'm going to kick my sister's ass. I'm going to kick my sister's I'm ass. I'm sorry I slammed on the table again. It's okay. It's fine. You're good, dude. I'm going to kick my sister's ass. And for the love of God, I just want to say, for the love of God, for all that is holy, and I slapped my thigh when I did it again. I have my hands in my pants, like fully like hiding and i still found a way to emphasize hi ma'am hey too real it's cute now hey it's the new look 2020 fashion Fashion Fashion. (laughs) i'm gonna look like straight up hannibal lecter i'll get the mask on and i'll put (laughs) i'll put the straight jacket on and you'll just wheel me on a dolly everywhere if we ever have a live show that's what we're doing for sure god but anyway for the love of god everyone needs to leave ostentatia alone oh my god this girl has had such a hard time she finally she finally is feeling better and she's fully poisoned then she's finally feeling better and goes back to school then everyone shits on her for her choice of grammar and stuff like that note that she like note that she wrote while she's dying yeah she was poisoned and everybody was like hey you're you really that was like the easiest way you could like Like, what did you mean that that was the clearest way you could write it down and she was like i was fucking dying okay and then we find adine and riz find aowen in a room with they follow after yeah Yeah, and like 
Eowyn's being like major suspicious, being like, hey, like, you know, like trying to kind of bully ostentation into doing divination or like something with divination. She's We're so basic. Find out. You're, you'll find out. So, uh, so she asks, she, before they get there and they listen in after, uh, you know, Adine and Riz go follow her into that, uh, to like peek in on that room, um, we hear. Aelwyn say something of like, well, how do I know that's true? And Ostentatius says, like, can't you just trust me? And Aelwyn is kind of like, no. And she does magic. And we don't know what the magic is. Uh, Adine doesn't know the spell. And then since she casts magic, the two are like, oh, shit, this is it. This is the moment. It's go time. So they bust in and they see Aelwyn holding a palimpsest that has Ostentatia Wallace inside of it. Um, and they freak the fuck out, and we get, <laughs> or I think it's in the, the clip for the next episode, but we get the fantastic line from Adine that's, I'm gonna kill my sister! It was right at the end of the episode. <laughs> it was right as they were rolling for initiative, just, I'm gonna kill my sister! Just and so triumphantly. <laughs> so, Yeah. My last note for this episode um, is in all caps. Is Eowyn committing treason? Because if so, she's even cooler in my book. <laughs> like, hey, like she's already badass Dude. at a party. Like, whoa. Dude. And now she's committing uh, national uh, war crimes. Like, uh, ooh. International war crimes, man. Yeah. You fucking stand, dude. Yeah, we we stand. Oh man, I guess we'll have to see. Shit's gonna go down at this party. I stand next the time. worst character. <laughs> I mean, I also said I love Aelwyn. So except you know. for Gil and Gorthalax, they are my boys. Oh no, they are. Well, Galir's the worst in a different way, um, but in a Galir's way that makes perfect. you love him. And he's also the worst. People can be both things. Uh, you know why not both? But yeah, he's that was perfectly awful. Yeah, he's perfectly awful. That's exactly it. But yeah, this episode was full of stuff. It's long. And so is this podcast episode. So I think we should wrap it up. Did you have any last thoughts on this episode, specifically Fantasy High, episode 11, Cool Kids and Cold Cases? Uh, so. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> That's all, folks. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Expansion Pact uh, and sticking through. This was a big one. So uh, thanks for staying with, with us. Thanks for staying with us through this thick episode. Once again. Thanks for staying with us. I'm the wicker man. <laughs> I'm the wicker man, Nicolas Cage. Thank you for staying thick us. Um, <laughs> Thank you for staying thick us oh no we're in the thicket of it all oh god uh we're going crazy because this has gone on too long uh my name's heidi thanks for joining us guys uh hope to see you next time for episode 12 a combat episode it's gonna be a good old time uh bye i'm bridget bye (laughs) (laughs) yeah i had to get you i had to get it to be over we had to do it we had to do it to him oh jesus you know we had to do it to him you know we had to hey you know we had to do it to him oh no